Hello and welcome to the Hornets and Heartbreak podcast. My name is Mark Bernanke and I'm here with my co-host, Tim Rogers. What's up, Tim? What'd it do? Look at Mark. LaMelo and Malik Monk are back, bro. 107-94, the final score of the Hornets versus the Pistons tonight. We had our Patreon Zoom watch party. It was lit, bro. Uh, LaMelo, he almost had a triple-double in 28 minutes. He had 11 points. Seven rebounds, eight assists, one steal, two blocks, <clears throat> five turnovers. Uh, and Malik Monk, he had 11 points, you know, a couple rebounds, a couple assists, a couple threes. It was a fun game, dude. It was fun to have the boys back. Devontae Graham was out, but we had most of our full roster. Devontae Graham and Gordon Hayward were not playing, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, we had most of our full roster. It was fun to have the young guys back and playing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, not a shock to anyone that's listening or watching, but yeah, it's uh it's instantly noticeable how much more that sorry. How much more entertaining we are with LaMelo on the court. Uh and I can't lie, you know, as great as LaMelo was when Malik Monk hit back-to-back threes, I damn near shed a tear. It was a beautiful moment. The team was flying. LaMelo was pushing it in transition, just dominating the bum Killian Hayes. Had no answer for him. Uh, Just really everything you could have hoped for in a LaMelo comeback game and more. Yeah. uh, So you mentioned the bum Killian Hayes. We are facing like not a very good Detroit Pistons team. They already are pretty awful, you know, just regularly without any injuries. But they were super banged up tonight. They started Sadiq Bay, Dumbaya, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, and Josh Jackson. I'm like literally struggling to say the names of the starters. That's how rough of a watch it was for Detroit. Um, so not like a big win by any means. Pretty awful team, pretty awful roster. But uh, you know, it was a nice, nice game to have everybody back. And it was it was fun at the hive for sure tonight in Charlotte. Um, Lamelo had that full court pass, underhand pass to to Miles Bridges. If you haven't seen it already, I recommend you look that up after the podcast is over. Uh, that full court underhand pass was nice. He had a lot of exciting plays. He had a couple blocks that were pretty cool. And like, yeah, just watching the Hornets play was instantly, you know, two or three times more exciting with Lamelo on the court. He almost was too exciting. Like he, he fell down a couple times, uh, like in transition, just make, trying to make like a big play. And you, you got a little nervous for sure, you know, with his, with his injury already having happened this season. Um, but yeah, another team was, was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Really. Like the only, the only downsides as far as, you know, entertainment goes is watching LaMelo play now is like watching your newborn child crawl down the stairs Mm-hmm. Anytime, like any stuff, you're like, holy fucking shit. But obviously, you know, everything was okay tonight. Uh, yeah, he was very good. Didn't really play most of the second half. Uh, you know, we played him pretty heavy minutes in the first, and then it seemed like the game was over until who's that? That's Brad Wanamaker's music right there. Brad Wanamaker came in the game and gave the Pistons a chance, so we had to put Lamelo back in there at the end. But uh, yeah, no, it was absolutely great. And you know, you mentioned Hayward earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I have to say I was, I was watching this game and I was like, oh man, it's so great 
that our whole team is finally back and healthy. We are so much damn fun. And then in like the halfway through the first quarter, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I forgot that technically our best player is out. <laughs> I don't know. Is Terry Rozier our best player now? It's, it's close. Uh, but yeah, Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward's still missing. Uh, we've made this point before on the podcast that like watching the young team of Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, Jalen McDaniels, you know, watching those dudes play in the front court is really exciting. And, you know, I'm not like super anxious to have Gordy back. Um, that's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be like checking Twitter to see updates on when Gordon's going to come back. Like I was with Lamelo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really in no rush to get Gordy back. And especially with the way that miles played in that first half, I think he had 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, uh, zero turnovers as well, or one turnover, uh, maybe had the best, uh, Maybe had the best half of basketball uh, he's played in his life as far as on a professional level. Uh, he was really coming through, beating the dog out of his hometown team. Uh, very entertaining. PJ had a good game as well. Got to give it up to Bismack as well. Uh, you know, very rarely does Biz have an above average game, but this is one of those. And all of those guys flying around on defense led us to have a franchise record in blocks in a game with 16. I'm looking at the box score right now, bro. Biz had five blocks, which is pretty insane, uh, and nine rebounds. Uh, Miles Bridges had 27 points, uh, seven rebounds, four assists. And PJ had 16 points, eight rebounds, three blocks. Um, so, yeah, all of our front court played pretty well tonight, except Jalen McDaniels, if you if you want to lump him in there. He did not, he did not particularly impress. He did have seven points, two blocks, though, and nine rebounds, actually, so. Uh, but minus 15 uh, on the floor for Jalen. Yeah, he had, he had a little bit of a rough go, uh, but you know, we'll still, we'll still take the, uh, the rebounds and the blocks and we'll just check it up to a one game sample size. Uh, we also should bring up Borrego's comments uh, from earlier where he's talking about our center rotation and I respect the candid coach. He totally just threw our centers under the bus, which they deserve. And he was like, if we really want to get over the hump, we need to have better play from our centers. And he is absolutely correct. Uh, Cody was zero minutes in this game. You know, Biz, I think, played more than expected due to like his quality of play. He was hot tonight, so keep him out there. But it's very encouraging to see him uh, willing to just roll with PJ because that is, once again, our future. Yeah, so his specific comments were like, um, that position has been a problem for us since I got here and it's like still a problem for us now. Like he's basically saying it's been a problem for the past three years that we don't have a good center. Um, and yeah, I think he is just sort of moving towards like, all right, we got to play small ball. I mean, obviously we've been starting, uh, starting a lineup that is small ball, uh, with Cody Martin, Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. So, um, I think he's moving in that direction, which is encouraging to see. You gotta, you know. Poor went out for this mediocre Hornets player. Miller just, just not getting minutes anymore, bro. Kind of wild uh, how that's changed. And Biz playing 28 minutes, not exactly what you want to see. Uh, didn't even really notice that he played that much, bro, to be honest. No, but, you know, it kind of makes sense when, you know, the Pistons very shorthanded and you don't have to worry about him, you know, getting stretched out with a guy like Isaiah Stort. Uh He's able to camp in the paint. And a lot of those blocks... They weren't just like, oh, you know, like easy, like, oh, here's like a layup. Like 
he was like, you know, playing on the perimeter, catching guards and just whopping those shots really great. And like, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's very frustrating that biz can't do this on a frequent basis. You don't expect five blocks in the game, but just, you know, his ability to swallow up shots is very impressive. Uh, and can I make a point about Isaiah Stort real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, people want us to sign Rashawn Holmes. They wanted us to trade, you know, for any big possible, Oh, you know, if we get a high pick, we should take a big. And then you see a guy like Isaiah Stewart, uh, you know, very serviceable. And every year you can get someone like Isaiah Stewart with like the 23rd, 25th pick, you know, even like early second round. I mean, the quality of big man in the league today is really off the charts. It's nice if you can get a guy like Jokic or Embiid, but realistically there's a reason they are so rare. And to just be able to get the 15th best center in the NBA with like a 25th pick, uh, something that Hornets fans should look out for, especially with uh, Kupchak's great draft records over the last 10 years. So, you know, just something to think about. Yeah, bro, for sure. I just was sitting here listening to you talk about Isaiah Stewart, and I was like, damn, we really messed up with this episode and didn't talk about LaMelo enough at the very beginning. <laughs> like we should, we should be, we should have talked about LaMelo way more than we did. So burying the lead here, but bro, like give me some more thoughts on LaMelo's debut. We have not talked about that on this episode at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to edit this into the beginning or? I think, I think we're just rolling with it, bro. All right. Now that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So I think LaMelo showed all the flashes uh, that you would like, Uh, you know, I think as expected, his shooting was off, but other than that, I mean, obviously he was trying to make maybe one too many big plays that, you know, led to the five turnovers. But other than that, I mean, his ability to grab and go after just not seeing it for a month, it's jarring. To watch i felt like it was like my first time watching lamello again just seeing him grab and just like he's he's at half court with like 22 seconds on the shot clock he's pushing it he had the great alley-oop to miles he even got biz to convert an alley-oop i mean give him a fucking max contract just for that uh yeah he was you know it's it's tough to evaluate against such a bad team but you know once he roasts miami for a, a 2020 tomorrow i think uh we'll be even more comfortable what do you think mark yeah, no, exactly what you said. He was exciting. He was getting out and running. Um, I thought that, like, kind of as I expected, his shot wasn't there. Uh, he shot one for four from three and two for four from the free throw line. Small sample size, but, like, you know, with that wrist injury, uh, with his right wrist just being a little bit, like, weaker than it was, obviously, before the injury, like, just not as much muscle in, in that in that area, having not used it for a month. Um, it's going to take him a while to like get back to his normal shooting form. Um, I also thought there was a little bit of growing pains with the five turnovers, but yeah, overall, like just fun to have him back in the lineup. And, you know, it was cool that he started too. That was mostly because Devonte Graham was out. Um, but, you know, he just kind of meshed right back in with, with the team in a perfect way. Uh, he was four for 10 from the field. So, so that's, that's pretty solid. I think for, for a return. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he had the uh, he had the sick floater Mm -hmm. Uh, really pretty much every even though, you know, like ESPN is going to aggregate any of his highlights anyway. I mean, every shot he makes. Granted, we're biased because we're Hornet fans. But wow, just, you know, so exciting. 
Uh, yeah, him and Miles chemistry picked right back where it uh, started. And Terry, Terry seemed pretty happy to not have to. I'm sure Terry was happy to prove some doubters wrong and average six assists. But now that Lamelo's back, Terry's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm shooting every time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, and Terry yeah, had a nice game, dude. He had 29 points um, and four assists, seven rebounds. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, no, Terry, Terry certainly uh, turning it up. And uh, one one thing about Cody Zeller, isn't it so funny? For like four straight years, all we've talked about as Hornets fans, like, ah, oh, man, if we can just get Zeller healthy. You know, we're making the playoffs. And then, like, even, like, at the beginning of the season, we're like, phew, brutal. You know, Cody broke his hand. As soon as he comes back, we'll be good to go. And then he came back, and fucking he's a total non-factor. Yeah. Yeah, that is super tough. I think I think Cody's career – do you think Do you think he's going to get a contract this offseason? I don't think he's going to get paid. I think, I think we, like, thought that at the beginning of the season. I think he's just going to get the minimum with some team. You would think, but then you realize that, Bismack's not even on the minimum. I mean, I could see a team, you know, like not Washington, but like similar to what Washington did this offseason with uh, Robin Lopez. There's always a team that just is a little behind the curve and it's like, oh man, Cody Zeller, that's what we need. And, you know, he'll get like a two year, $8 million deal. But again, if he's on a minimum, I wouldn't be totally shocked. I don't think I would be willing to pay him more than $3 million a year at this point. Word, word. All right, bro. We had two players tonight that had zero points. Do you want to try to guess who they were? Um, I'm going to go with Brad Wanamaker. Yep. And my boy, Cody Martin. Yes, Cody Martin also had zero points. He did have four steals, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, he had zero points. I'm not sure how much longer we can we can put him in the starting lineup and pretend like it's okay. Uh, we gotta, we gotta mix that up as soon as possible. Malik Monk is back. I don't know. We could throw Malik in that spot. We could throw Jalen McDaniels in that spot. It's, it's a little bit of, a little bit of a rough watch, Tim. Yeah, it is. It is a pretty rough watch. I, I can't lie. Our shot distribution tonight was, uh, you know, pretty impressive with, you know, PJ Miles and Terry Rozier accounting for a majority of our shots and then yeah cody martin four shot attempts mcdaniels three shot attempts bismack four and monk with a eight off the bench because you know my boy's gonna throw it up one concern with that i mean obviously i don't want to start martin but if you do start monk then the bench lineups you're looking at you know a bismack brad wanamaker martin twins duo which we know that that is just on-court genocide for our net rating. So yeah. that's my only concern. I would put I would put Jalen McDaniels in instead of Cody Martin, though. Oh yeah, I'm I I would be okay with that. Yeah, I think that I like Monk's roll off the bench. It seems like Monk's really comfortable with that, and he kind of he's been thriving so far. Yeah, that'd be that'd be my one my one concern. Uh, but yeah, overall takeaways from this game, very impressed. Uh, and let's just be really happy we're not Pistons fans. I love, man, LaMelo, such a dick, dude. Just completely disrespecting Killian Hayes throughout the game. He's like, oh, this guy's going to shoot a three? Fuck him. Who cares? Just sitting in the paint while Hayes is over uh, in the corner, you know, giving up a corner three to Killian Hayes, not even thinking about it. I love it. Dude, yeah, so you brought up, bring up Killian Hayes. Uh, that gives us a perfect transition into – Fuck your rookie. Uh, fuck Killian Hayes. 
got a lot of hype going into this season as a French player. You know, people always love the the French dudes coming into the NBA, thinking that they're going to be hot shit. He was ranked number one on Kevin O'Connor's draft board. Uh, so shout out to Kevin O'Connor for being very wrong about that. He is super young, but yeah, like just watching him tonight, he just was not good. Uh, he was deferring a lot to other players, including Frank Jackson, who I basically had never heard of before this game. And he had 25 points while Killian Hayes had 10 in basically the same amount of minutes. So yeah, Killian Hayes sucks. Um, fuck Killian Hayes. Yeah, we'll do a two for one here. Uh, Killian Hayes is like the poor man's Tyrese Halliburton. Really Mm got to give it up to him. Uh, Somehow doesn't make the winning plays. I want to root for him because he's a lefty. And then you realize he essentially had his right hand amputated. Uh, Just never even considers using it. Uh, Yeah, just a total bum. He's never going to make it in the league. He's not a winner. He can't shoot. He doesn't have athleticism. His handles are weak. His hair is whack. Only cool thing about him is his name. If his name was like Fred Winter, Smith. then no one, yeah. yeah, Fred Smith, no one would fucking care about him. His name's Killing Hayes. Couldn't even break it out in the German league last year, which Brad Wanamaker was a fucking MVP in. That guy's a bum. Fuck Killian Hayes. Get him out of here. Yeah, it's got to be tough being the second best rookie on your team. Like Sadiq Bey is better than him. <laughs> And nobody had ever even heard of Sadiq Bey before this season. Um, so that sucks for Killian Hayes. I agree with you. His name's cool. That's the only thing he has going for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's, uh, uh, let's get out of here on that, bro. Yeah. One, one quick thing about uh, Sadiq Bey, who, you know, I mean, honestly, we don't watch a lot of Pistons game. I don't think that really anyone outside of Detroit does. I don't even think they really watch him. Uh <laughs> I expected, like, I've heard about Sadiq Bay. Oh, he's a knockdown shooter, bro. I didn't, like, you know, didn't expect him to have fucking Clay Thompson's jump shot. I didn't expect him to have Draymond Green's jump shot, which is essentially what he had. It was an aesthetically very ugly shot. Seemed as though it was in peril of getting blocked every time there was a man within 20 feet. But, yeah, I mean, he did knock down a couple. So, give that to the Pistons, I guess. All right, bro. Uh, let's give a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, Tim Rogers, Xavier Harvin, TC Cunningham, Isaac Black, Brandon Garcia, Austin Johnson, Rob McMillan, Evan Georges, Caitlin Furland, and Jack Anderson. Shout out to everybody who came through the uh, Patreon Zoom watch party. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was fun to see LaBella's return. And, uh, yeah, we'll do another one of those in June. For our next playoff game, uh, whoever we may play in the first round, we're definitely making it. Yes, sir. Liquor Mark. Well, yeah, as you said, uh, thank you so much to our Patreons. Thank you to everyone that listens. And, uh, you know, if you could be so kind as to rate, review, subscribe, share the pod any way you can, get the good word out there. Uh, We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. All right, bro. That just about does it. All right. Be safe out there, Liquor Mark. Peace, bro. Peace. Yeah, those also those are posted on QAnon, not Twitter. What are you what are you talking oh. about? <laughs> I was just making that a joke did not land. Oh dude, come on, that's on you. Come on. The, yeah, the it Gordon is on me. I have no idea what you're talking about.
You don't know what QAnon is? No, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about that, bro. I know what it is. I've, I've I've heard of it vaguely, but I don't I don't really understand the reference. It's it's like for people that are banned from like Twitter and Reddit, they like MAGA people go to QAnon, and that's where like the anti. Okay, that's what you were going starts. for. All right, yes. that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. <laughs> Probably cut. just cutting that out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely cut that out. That was a solid joke. I'm fucking mad at you for that, but that's fine. That's fine. Um I'm mad at you for fucking making me edit this podcast, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Uh all right. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 will be the blooper, but fuck. I'll let's see. All right. Three, two, 